0: you're listening to city lights dubai
1: so we've called today vision sunday the the thing is this in the first meeting i only got through one point i'm tending to over prepare these days which is i must not a bad thing but um, I, I just really felt like to take a moment today. So it's probably going to start today, then Trevor's preaching next week, then we have two weeks after that, which we'll speak into the vision of the church. And the reason is, I think vision leaks. I think we can forget why we come to church sometimes. We can forget why we do what we do. Uh, many of you are involved in so many different things, have incredible visions for your life. But I'm praying and hoping that the, that the vision of a local church or the vision or the mission that Jesus has given us is so large that whatever you do can, can slot its way into that. Or maybe you, you maybe need to surrender some of the stuff in your life and say, God, I will surrender my vision, my thing, for what you want to do and what you want, where you want to go and whatever you want to take me. So... So this is a large thing, but also very local. So Vision Sunday, yes, it is about where we're going, and we're going to talk in a few weeks' time about some exciting stuff that I feel God's put on my heart to start prophesying into the future. I'm going to give you a quick little snippet of that. I remember so, nearly everything we've walked into, this warehouse, finances, uh, breakthrough in people's lives and marriages, has started often in a conversation that Stalin and I are having in the car. We're driving down Shakeside Road, and we're like, oh, we feel God's on that. We begin to pray, speak it out, prophesy it, uh, and then it just, we start to see stuff just form, and it's just just incredible how God works, how faith works. It's, it's, it's this incredible seed where all you're doing is you're breaking the bread, and God multiplies. You bring your fat. Fi- Five loaves, two fishes to him. He's the one that takes it. We bless it. He, and he breaks it and multiplies And something begins to happen. And that's, I'm super excited for what the future that God has for us in the church. We're going to, we call called city lights, not city lights. So we're meant, we're meant to be lights across the city. Okay. So I'm excited for some things that, uh, that I'm almost speaking out in faith in the next couple of weeks that we want to walk into. It's like different venues, spaces. I'm giving you a little t- taster, okay. But we're going to start, first of all, 13 years on. We celebrated, now we look forward. I want to look at 1 Corinthians 13. And it's not just because it's 13, it works, okay. 1 Corinthians 13:11. it says, When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put the ways of my childhood Behind me. And Paul, uh, I don't know if it's, the, the, I think it's in Hebrews, and it just speaks about that we, we go from milk to meat. There's this maturity that God wants to bring to us. So we, as I said before, we are now teenagers, maybe a little bit moody, maybe awesome, but we do know everything. Okay, so that's that's kind of a prerequisite of being, of being a teenager. I remember when Stalin's brother used to visit us as a teen. There's literally nothing I could say. And he'd be in the back there just Googling, is Dan Dan talking facts? Anyway. Um, But I do believe this. The context of this scripture is 1 corinthians 13 which love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast keeps no record of wrongs it speaks about what love is and the context of that scripture is that that maturity looks like a people of love so vision is about yes what we're going to do and run after and we're going to be giving you some kind of points to kind of run after in the next couple of months but it's about who we are becoming we're becoming a people of love we becoming When we are people of love, we are like Jesus. We react like Jesus. We do things like Jesus. And I, you just need someone to cut you off in traffic, have a bad day, not have, have a sleepless night to realize you are so far from being like Jesus. And I think what God wants to do is, is, is He is beginning to bring a maturity. We live in a, a city that is multicultural and very transient. So it's like you don't have people for 13 years, although we have had some people part of City Lights for 13 years. We've got people for four or five years. So how do we fast track people into this place of maturity so they can take that out and go and be love into cities and lights and cities around the world? So we've called this year. Okay, so this is a slightly different message. It's going to kind of be in a few different places. We've called this year, or the theme for this year, it's Time to Feast. And it came out of a time last year where I was just thinking about like, well, God, what are you, what are you saying for 2024 as a community? And as we get to feast together in the presence of God. We get to feast as the family of God. When I say we get to feast as friends, it's not just I'm friends with Ryan. No, no, it's, it's friends who are far from the Lord. People who don't know Jesus, we get to bring them in. we're going to be doing Alpha a little bit later on in the year. but then we also get to be feast for the future. When Jesus sat down with his disciples, and we'll look at this over the next couple of months, but in, in uh, John 14, to, sorry, John 13 to about 17, Jesus is it's at it's a table discussion where Jesus is preparing his disciples for when he leaves. These young men were mostly around 21 years old. The only one who was slightly older was Peter. And you just think God left that, the future of the church, the future of what God wants to do on this planet, to 12 men, plus obviously other, others that He's preached to, but He left it the responsibility to these 12 men, young men. And in those days, you we were looked down upon if you're young. If you look at Timothy, he was leading a church, most scholars say, between 17 and 22 years old. That is so young to lead a church. I thought Stalin I were young 27, 28 years old, leading a church. And it's very young, actually. I talked to a 27-year-old today. I was like, you're so young, man. And, um, what do you know? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, it's a time of celebration. It's a time of um, being with Jesus. I want to just start, and we're only going to get to the first part today. And Ryan, I want to prepare you, Ryan Gallagher, to come up and pray for us afterwards. Because I really want to pray for the fathers and the men in this room, that there's something that rises up inside of us so we're going to start with family so first of all we feast on jesus and i spoke about this a couple of weeks ago but john 15 says this abide in me and i in you a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me we can play church i've been doing i was talking to a, a pastor friend of mine you do this long enough to where you know you can do certain things, speak a certain way, uh, have a certain little atmosphere moment where you're like, God is in the room, and I'm like, no, no, he's not. Because this is, this is uh, you, can, you, can, you, can, you can in a sense fake it, but you can't fake. When it's you and God alone, you know if you're close to God or not. And it says that abiding me, and it means, it's, I love the message version, it says that we need to live in me. Gene Peter says, it says, make your home in me. We need to live from the place of the presence of God. And I I really just have one saying after that. If if we're talking about becoming a people more than doing stuff, it's becoming a people of His presence. We must become a one thing people. Psalm 27.1, it says, One thing I ask of the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. David was arguably one of the most influential kings in history. And uh, he had one thing that he wanted to seek God. He just wanted to seek God and just dwell in God's presence. And I'm like, can we become a people more and more, and not just the select few, but all of us actually actively pursuing Jesus on a daily basis, actively seeking his heart, actively wanting to get close. And the thing is, the moment I talk about prayer and intimacy, I immediately feel guilty that I'm not doing enough. Can I say, don't worry about that. Wherever you've been, come back to Jesus. Make time. Carve our time. We can carve our time for so many different things, but carve our time to be with Him, to be alone with Him. I love the Matthew 11, in the message again, it says, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Find your connection point with God. This is... Christianity 101. It could be reading the Bible. There's some groups doing the the lectio divina, which is it's it's reading the Bible in a devotional manner, and it's understanding that you can you can connect with your Father in heaven. I love. And when worship's going on, to open the Bible, not so I can have a scripture that I can read out. Sometimes that happens, but I'm reading the scripture as we're worshiping. There's something powerful just about getting the word of God in us. I was out the other night. It was just a beautiful, windy, cold night. And I thought, I'm going to go sit outside. The kids are asleep. And I was like, God, I just I want to connect with you. And I was like, I was feeling like just there was no connection with God. It was like, what is this, you know? And I felt it drop in my spirit. He says, go read my word. So, okay, cool. Went upstairs opened my Bible, started to read John 1, and just, it absolutely came alive. And John Norman, a couple of weeks ago, spoke about putting the bread back at the center of our table. And that's all we need to do, is just simply, we've got, there's no excuse. There's reading programs, there's, you can have it on your phone, you can have it on your iPad, your computer, you can print it out, you can have an actual, an actual physical Bible. It's awesome to have, okay? It's, uh, God loves you more if you have a proper Bible. Um... <laughs> And especially if you've underlined. I've seen Brett's Bible. He just underlines in random places just to show that he's more spiritual than others. Um. (laughs) Prayer walking. Guys, this is very practical stuff. But sometimes it needs to be said. Go for a walk with Jesus. Remember that old footprints in the sand? Okay, now that's super cheesy, okay? But just go and hang out with Jesus. Go, go find a place in wherever you live and just, if it's late at night and the kids are sleeping, if you have kids, whatever it is, find that quiet moment where your heart can connect with your Creator. Because it says if we don't learn to abide in Him, we can't do anything. We can do a bunch of stuff. And I've done stuff with and without Jesus and I can tell you, it's way better if you do it with Him. If you partner with him and you, and you lean into what he's saying. So even the, today I was hoping to get through everything. And I just felt kind of in the moment, no, Dan, don't rush this. Don't rush this because it's laying in culture. It's laying in vision. It's laying in what God wants to do in and through city lights. Off that, we feast not only with Jesus, but we feast as the family of God. I love all the different pictures of a church. You've got an army. You've got a bride. You've got a... In, in modern day language an organization, you've got all that, you've got, the, the, the Bible says that we're a pillar and buttress of truth, we are we, uh, a building, and I love all of those things, but I think one of the primary pictures, I think, of what a local church should be is a family. That you come into those doors, no matter what you 've walked through, no matter what you 've done, you come and you are loved and accepted as a family you you brought in you are presented with the gospel you 're given an option to change your heart and follow jesus this This is i think honestly been i think some of our secret source as city lights that. That because we're an expat society, you can come to Dubai and people are like, wow, there's a real sense of community. And I was like, yes, we have taught into it. We've lived it and it's been sacrificial. But I think people are desperate for community when they come here. So your community group becomes your family. It's the ones that you can pour out your lives to. I've got friends here, (coughs) I can tell you, that are way closer than my, my own family. People, my my my, my sisters. They, it's just the reality because they're in they're in my space. They they know all my weaknesses. They know what I'm what I'm struggling with. They know all all these things that I can be honest and I can be open. And I think that's what it should be. It should be this place that is a hospital, but we don't just stay there. It does it does turn into the place which I'm going to talk in a few weeks' time that we do become an army. We do become missional. But it's this that kind of cyclical thing about us. Just you get invited into a family. So a family in a. The family of God has strong families inside their church. And it's, it's one of the things we are giving big focus in this kind of quarter. If you look at, we've got, we've got, I've listed a few, I've got it right at the end here. We've got youth which has taken on a whole new uh, scope and there's, there's camps and Overseas trips, there's Valor, which is our men's time, that's going to be on the 7th. Uh, we've got a men's conference, a friend of mine is coming from Cape Town, Taryn Williams, he's going to be preaching, it's going to be powerful. Uh, we've got Business Forum, which is another touch point to, 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 to pull people in and then find purpose. We've got the History Makers Conference, how cool is that? The, I mean, it's the only kids conference I know on this planet. I mean, there probably is, but, no, in the UAE, sorry, I exaggerated there, my wife corrected me in the universe okay (laughs) i love what wade and Estelle did yesterday with included um it's just uh, an incredible initiative that they've started and now we're getting people of every background every faith that are coming into this building and they're saying what happens here oh it's church i don't know if they do say that hopefully there's some wisdom uh, that they offer, and say, well, just come, see what happens, and then they get saved, and they just think, man, this is, it's amazing, we get to be light, we get to be light in the city, because it's included, and I love even that picture, it's, everyone's included, they, you're you loved, you are, you are, you can come into this space, uh, we've got a lady coming in March, called Mads Dezel. Um she is a, how do I describe her, right, psychologist, um, and she's coming to train our community groups and other people around counseling because we realize this is that, man, as the church grows, we need people who can do some really like solid counseling, basic counseling to actually just bring people into freedom. That's what, that's what a family should do. They should come and they should just be the sense of love and they get overwhelmed by that. And again, they follow Jesus and find purpose. And that's the, always the end goal of what we do. I want to read the scripture. Genesis Twenty two seventeen. 17. This is God speaking to Abraham. He <coughs> says this. I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. And as the sand on the seashore. God is saying this again to Abraham. He says your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. I don't know if Stella has it around her neck. You do. It's a, it's a scripture that was given by her friend Clementine when we were trusting for children, the first time when we had our twins. And, uh, and obviously, there was a tough pregnancy. It, was just, it, was, it took 10 years. There was this whole story behind it and, and all of these kind of things. And this, this scripture she gave, and she was a very new follower of Jesus. Clem, are you here today? I don't know if you are. And she gave that, and it, it, it started literally by Starla's heart, that our kids, Rocco, Raya, and Koa, are going to take possession of the cities of their enemies. And as I was thinking of this, I thought, you know what? There's a whole generation that is possessed by the city of their enemies. We need to raise up children and a generation like you guys are that go take possession of the cities of, our, of their enemies. That we go take back what was stolen. That there's been generations around their identity, And who they are, that God would raise up a generation of young men and women that that know who they are, know who they are in Christ, and know how much they love, and they can go out and take possession of of the cities of their enemies. And it says this, And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed, because you have obeyed me. Can we put up that first slide of that letter that Stala wrote to her grandparents? This is incredibly powerful. This was when we started the church. Starla's parents were here. It was over the December, January period, 2010 into 2011. And Starla sent this card back to her grandparents. It says, Dear Grandpa and Gaga, which is her grand, who's passed away now. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We have exciting news. We have planted a church. (coughs) We're starting to meet in our home. On a Wednesday night, we had our first meeting. Dan revealed the name. And spoke about the vision. It was Isaiah 54. Stretch your curtains, your tent curtains wide. Daddy prophesied over us, and I remember that first prophecy. Starless Dad pulled out a fifty uh, euro note and said, you, "He prophesied a bunch of stuff, and he said you're going to have an inheritance in Europe. So whatever that looks like, we're not sure right now." There were 16 people, including us. Please pray for a venue, as we might outgrow our home very soon. Amazing. After two, three weeks, we did outgrow, and we moved into a hotel in downtown. We had I've shared the story before we had, we had 5,000 dirhams. So we had enough for two weeks meeting. So the, we, we, didn't, we weren't even like forecasting budgets. There was no one backing us, but Jesus, okay, which is the best backing you can ever have. And we were able to pay, so we paid one week, and then God miraculously paid every single week after that. Please, can you pray for finances to be released in the church and for right jobs? Stalling and I were doing part-time work at that stage. We love you and appreciate you. Thank you for praying for us and believing in us. I hope to see you both very soon. And um, I'm so grateful, and I joke about this, but I got grafted into the Belle Fashay line. Her grandfather's name is, her surname is Fashay, and he is a second-generation uh, full gospel minister. When he preaches, you know he's preaching.
0: The Lord.
1: <laughs> he was one of those guys. And you're like, man, I'm just going to get saved again. Otherwise, God's going to zap me. And, um, but I know he has sacrificed hours and days in his time of retirement because they, they had to retire in the, the church movement that he was from at 65 years old. So I know he has spent hours. I know your Gaga star spent hours praying for us. I know Starla's dad walked around the pool, that's his like classic stance, Ashbel, walking around the pool praying for us, praying in tongues. And those prayers seeded the ground so you'd, some of you would walk through the door today. That we've seen marriages healed and set free, we've seen people saved, and that's increasing over the past couple of weeks. It's just amazing to see how many people are responding to the gospel. There's just this, we, we, we're in our 13th year, we're maturing and we're becoming this, I believe, a family that is not only going to just be for us, but it's actually going to be for nations that we're going to be able to dispossess nations. We're going to be sent out to fix broken cities. We're going to be sent out to, to start businesses that can bring the kingdom of God to certain areas where we can alleviate poverty and certain I'm not just talking this to hype you up because I do believe in this room there's people, there's men and women who have incredible gifting and expertise that, that once the Spirit of God touches you and hits you, it's going to, it's going to go out into nations and, and people's lives are going to be changed. But it all starts in this place of family. It all starts that when men rise up and lead in the home, when women rise up and lead in the home, when it's the, the children get behind. There's this stat that says that if men bring their family to church, there's like this overwhelming stat that they stay in church. And I said, God, we, I'm praying, and that's why we're doing Vela, and that's why we're doing all these things, because we need men to be men, and we need women to be women, and we need, I used this illustration at, at the staff meeting uh, this, this past week. Uh, there was the series Vikings, which I only watched season one because it got dodgy after that, okay? But just kind of, just putting it out there. And I watched it with my wife, anyway. And um, so just in case you're judging me, I'm just kind of covering all the bases. But what I love about that is that you had Ragnar, okay, who's probably way too handsome, but anyway, you had Ragnar Lothbrok and then you had his wife and they would go into battle and they would fight together. And I love that picture and I love that that's what God has called us to. We believe in co-leadership in this church. We believe that men and women can have a say. We believe all of those things, but I do believe that in the home there's a responsibility that's weighted on men that is different to the responsibility weighted on women. It just is what it is. And it's a beautiful thing. And I think we understand that thing. There's a flourishing that comes to God's household. And my prayer, and Ryan, I wouldn't ask you if you wouldn't mind coming up. Ryan and his wife Isabel minister across the world, two families, and they're just an amazing couple. They're going to be ministering in a couple of months' time at City Lights. But I wanted to pray over us. I wanted to, first of all, could I ask this? Could the men please all stand up? Whether you're a dad, a man, you want to be a husband, and I joked in the first meeting. I said, This is your moment where you can go lay your hand on a, someone's, a girl's shoulder, and maybe, maybe something will happen. <laughs> I'm joking. I, I am passionate to see just men in city lights rise into all that they've called to be. Do you want to go for a Ryan?
0: All right, let's <coughs> pray together. Lord, we just come into your presence, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the good Father that you are. Thank you, Father, for that you are consistent, Lord. You're the same today, tomorrow, uh, and before, Lord. Thank you that you're a God of abounding love. And we continue to pray, Father, for all of the the men and particularly the fathers here today and within the church, within Dubai also, Lord, that you would continue to raise them up, Lord. I pray that they would understand the role of influence that they have within their home, within their families. And I continue to pray, Lord, that there would be an outpouring on the next generation through those fathers who take their role seriously, um, who stand up against culture of today uh, that would continue to be intentional with their time intentional with their influence I pray that their love for you would show um, and it would just have an outpouring on the next generation on their children, Lord and I pray that through all the homes within City Lights that there would be many, many in the next generation that would love you that would have a knowledge and love of you, Lord that would stand firm in this world and shine brightly for you, Lord. And I pray that that all starts with the dads here. And I just pray that they would realize that and and that they would have a conviction in their hearts, Lord, that comes from you, Father. And most of all, that there would be a love for you, Father, that would outlast them and would live on through the generations ahead of them. That would take it forward, Lord. To commit this all to you, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.
1: Amazing! It's just amazing that it says one man's obedience, and generations and nations were blessed. And I want to ask now: Could could everyone else just stand up, all well, the women? I presume that's all, because <laughs> I cleared everyone in the first bit. I pray Lord God that we would be a people that that take this scripture to heart. We're talking vision, we're talking what you called us to do and become. First and foremost, it's lovers of you, but it's a family God. It's a family on mission, it's a family that carries in its DNA just Christ. So I just pray, God, over, over all the families of City Lights, those future families, those who are wanting to have kids but may be struggling. We pray, Lord God, for abundance right now. Pray for release right now, Lord Jesus. We pray, Lord God, for the singles in this room, guys and girls. I pray, Heavenly Father, that there would just be godly, uh, spouses that you're raising up for every single one of them, Father. We do pray this, God, and we we thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus, that more and more you're calling us to be a family, but ultimately, as this family on mission, like Abraham was. Abraham left the Chaldeans and followed the voice of God, and because of his obedience, nations to this day are blessed because of that. I pray, Lord God, as starters, Dad. And her grandfather were obedient to you. There's a there's a blessing that flows down and will continue to flow down into generations. I pray, Lord God, that for the men and the family standing here, that there would be, you know what, this far, no further. I may have been kind of blaming my past, blaming bad father and blaming whatever it is, blaming our wives, or vice versa, whatever it is, but this far and that we can step forward into a greater future and a greater inheritance, Father. We love you, God. We love you.
0: Thanks for listening. For any more information about City Lights, please visit citylightsdubai.org.